another episode of the Achieve My Wellness podcast. I'm Chris Valentine from 100.7 Kick FM, joined as always by the stars of the show, Dr. Jared, Dr. Evan. Gentlemen, welcome in. Chris, thank you. Thanks uh, for having us again. Absolutely. So today we're going to be talking about hormones. Yeah, you know, hormones play such a huge role in every aspect of your body. Your hormones are in literally every cell, every muscle, everything Everything in your body functions and works because of hormones. And so if your hormones aren't in proper balance, if they're not in what we call homeostasis, where everything is nice and balanced and doing what they're supposed to, it's going to throw so many things off. And one of the biggest things that we see with people who are having hormone imbalance is weight loss issues, mental health issues, digestive issues, so many things contribute to hormones. And so uh, we really want to focus today on those people who are really struggling and feeling like they're doing everything in their power to like they're watching their diet. They've got all the diet books. They're eating uh, what they think is a healthy diet. They're exercising on a regular basis and they still aren't losing the weight or at least not firming up parts of their body that they want to firm up. One of the aspects that they really could be missing is looking at their hormones. Now, this goes for guys and gals, right? It's everybody. Absolutely. When I, when I think we, of hormones, I'm like, that's not the first thing that comes <laughs> to my head is like, well, I got to worry about my hormones, but I guess it plays a big role. It plays a huge role. And we all have what's called a neuroendocrine system inside of us. And this is where our hormones come from. So just before we even get into the show, we, let's talk a little bit of what is a hormone, right? Well, a hormone is just a, basically, it's a chemical substance. It's produced by a body and it controls another body part or another body action. That's basically what the hormones do. A lot of times we get these um, kind of almost like a, a bad, you know, um, kind of uh, idea that hormones are bad, right? Mm -hmm. Hormones are bad. Hormones are not bad. Hormones are good. We need hormones in our body in order for different processes and different systems to work and to do um, the processes that we're designed to do. Where hormones get a bad rap is when we have an abundance of something or too little of one of the hormones in our in our bodies. And that's kind of one of the things that we need to talk about today is only how do we um, change a lot of our behaviors to get the right response from our hormones that we need to get or that we want to have elicited in our body. A lot of times, unfortunately, our environment and the things that we do, uh, they change our hormone kind of makeup inside of us uh, just because of the amount of stress that our bodies are under. If you've been following our podcast at all, we've talked about three different types of stresses, physical stress, chemical stress, and emotional stress. Those stresses are on us every single day of our lives, and they ultimately affect our hormones as well. And so a physical stress, for example, for people that are just tuning in that haven't heard anything about our podcast before, a physical stress would be like um, you're, you're, you're sitting so much during the day, your car accidents, if you're an athlete and you uh, have repetitive traumas, uh, you're lifting, bending, twisting, whatever. Uh, chemical uh, stresses would be like the air, the water that we breathe, the food, a lot of the chemical makeups in our food or even the chemical makeups on like our beauty products, our skin products, our cooking products. And then obviously we have our emotional stress as well. That'd be like your relationships. You got to meet deadlines. Uh, we have work rela uh, relationships. We have expectations that we need to meet in life. All those emotional things, not to mention with what's going on in the world right now with the emotional stress that everybody's under because of this whole COVID thing. But again, we have these stresses that can either limit our hormones or actually produce too much hormone that gives it obviously that bad rap that we want that we want to talk about today. Yeah, there's such thing in your body called a hormone cascade and different hormones affect different areas of your body and one hormone triggers another hormone which triggers another hormone and just kind of cascades throughout your body. And if one hormone is off balance from either too much stress, uh, too many chemicals or uh, too much physical uh, contact or uh, trauma, it can really affect other areas down the stream. And that is really what we want to focus on today is how do we pinpoint things that can disrupt our hormones? Um, Dr. Jared talked a lot about the chemical responses. And so in our food, 
there are a lot of herbicides, pesticides, and chemicals that are used through the farming process to not only keep bugs away, keep weeds out, but those chemicals get absorbed into our food system. And th when we ingest them, it can actually affect and change the hormones in our own body. And that can really cause a major imbalance. So making sure you're eating organic and as little processed food as possible because those foods can drastically have a negative effect on your hormones. The neuroendocrine system, you're absolutely right. I, I agree with you, Doc, is that, you know, when we take in these chemicals, it literally affects people's pituitary gland, their thyroid gland, uh, their adrenal glands, um, their sexual or, uh, organs as well as testes, ovaries, uh, our pancreas. It, those are all major, major players when we talk about where the hormones in our bodies come from. And specifically, there's probably four hormones that people are really, I guess, aware of. That would be like things like testosterone, mm -hmm estrogen, thyroid uh, stimulating hormone, your thyroid hormones, and ultimately cortisol. Uh, those are kind of the four major ones that I think that we see quite a bit in our office is like, these are out of balance and this is why we're having some of the issues that we're seeing and, and, and obviously going through. Obviously, females, their their major one is is estrogen, right? I mean, they they have either too much estrogen, too mo uh, or too little estrogen. And if you go back into you know into history, uh, we ultimately thought that you know low estrogen was causing a lot of the problems in females, so they came out with HRT, hormone replacement. Um, and in about 2002, the federal government came out and said, well, we can't do HRT anymore because it's giving people uh, cancers, uh, it's it's leading to strokes and heart attack. And so if there are people out there that are on HRT medications, please look into that. Look into the side effects so that you know exactly what you're doing and what you're at risk for. Uh, and, and then ultimately trying to get into the right place so that you are raising your, your estrogen normally and, and at a, um, at a uh, kind of a more of a natural way. And there's ways to do that. There's lots of different ways to do that. Other hormones, like like we talked about, uh, would be things like uh, our testosterone. Well, we need testosterone in our body uh, in order to do certain substances and certain uh, certain uh, chemical makeups. Uh, so we need these hormones, and they have to be in balance. Otherwise, we do run into the symptoms that we that we typically see. When you look at uh, women with like hot flashes, right? That's one of the big ones that we see. Hot flashes, waking. It's typically because there's too much. There's an estrogen dominance that's happening in that female, and ultimately, how do we have to pull that estrogen? Out and ultimately, you know, talk about how do we get the body to balance that estrogen properly? The crazy thing about it, too, is not only is it just too much estrogen, but there are things called xenoestrogens, which come from plastics. So if you're storing a lot of food in plastic containers or you uh, are in contact with a lot of plastic or even a lot of beauty products, lotions, different things that are stored in plastic containers, uh, lead to what are called xenoestrogens, which are a chemical, but it acts and it mimics what estrogen does in the body. And so we see a lot of women who are having a lot of these uh, premenopausal things, weight gain, hot flashes, f brain fog, uh, depression, uh, low sex drive. All of these things are common what we see in our culture today. And it's all because of all this crazy estrogen levels. And a lot of it is caused by what are called xenoestrogens, which come from these toxic containers as well. And a lot of the long-term effect of just having high estrogen in the body, um, not only the the symptoms that Dr. Evan just talked about, but ultimately it can lead to breast and uterine cancer. That's what usually a high dominance of estrogen in the body is going to lead to. It can lead to different types of cancer, um, uh, gallbladder issues in females and, and males, uh, thyroid problems, uh, yeast overgrowth, osteoporosis. These are all um, different diseases that can actually build over time. We all know that disease just doesn't happen overnight. It's an accumulation of something in our body or, or a lack of something in our body over years and years and years that lead to ultimately the disease, whether it's heart disease, cancers, or 
or anything else that goes on in our bodies, we literally have to look at these um, specific symptoms and ultimately take care of them as soon as we possibly can. So we don't have these long-term effects always happening uh, in our bodies. Are these all plastics or what plastics are you talking about? Well, it's a lot. Yeah, a lot of plastics contain uh, a lot of different chemicals like that. Um, but specifically, it's when you heat up plastic. Okay? okay. And so when plastic gets heat up, it releases these chemicals. So when people like put food in a plastic container and then heat it up in a microwave, that can be very detrimental. If you have plastic containers that you leave in your car in the summertime and the car heats up and you have these containers that are containing whether it's, you know, products you put on your skin, uh, drink water bottles that um, have just water in it, but it got heated up and you drink that those plastics can leach into the systems that or things you're going to put in your body and that's what leads to these xenoestrogens but the crazy part about it is you know we we always think oh estrogen is only for females and testosterone is always for men we both men and women have both now testosterone needs to be higher in men and estrogen needs to be higher in women but if we want to balance those out we have to make sure that women are getting proper testosterone that they're working on building their testosterone levels as well and men have to work on balancing their estrogen levels as well it can't just be one or the other but when a major problem we're seeing in men right now is what's called low t that's a uh, a buzzword out in the male community right now is low T. Well, it's not just low T. It's not like you don't have any testosterone in your body. It's that the estrogen levels are extremely high in your body as well. So yes, we're talking a lot about what things women should do and what they should avoid, but men need to avoid these same things as well because when you have too much estrogen in in your body, it causes that imbalance and that's what's going to cause testosterone to decrease. Testosterone is a major player in weight loss. It's a major player in building muscle. It's a major player in your energy levels, your sex drive, uh, lots of things in order to keep your body healthy and strong and vital you need testosterone for how do you tell if your uh if your body's off or what's are there telltale signs if your if your testosterone is low or your estrogen's low or off balance or yeah, so some of the symptoms we've already gone over. So estrogen is going to be irritability, anxiety. It's going to be hot flashes in women. It's going to be insomnia, weight gain, headaches, uh, migraine headaches even, depression. Those are kind of the similar symptoms that you'll typically see in somebody that's estrogen uh, dominant. And then ultimately you're going to start to see um, uh, testosterone problems like Dr. Evan just talked about, fatigue, low sex drive, weakness, depression. Sleep problems are huge when we have our testosterone levels off. And so those are the kind of the, some of the basic symptoms that you're going to see once those couple of hormones uh, get thrown out of alignment and thrown out of place. And then like Dr. Evan was talking about, that cascade effect of like when you affect one hormone, it affects the next hormone, affects the next hormone. Well, the next hormone that really comes into play is cortisol. And so our our estrogen gets off, our testosterone gets off, we start to see uh, this anxiety, depression, and then ultimately that just leads to a heightened um, kind of more anxiety inside of our body, the kind of a fight or flight response starts to come in, and we start to build what's called cortisol levels. Now, cortisol comes from our adrenal glands, which basically sit right on top of our kidneys, uh, and this is going to be one of the major players that really affects what our estrogen and testosterone do, and not just that, it also affects our insulin and what insulin is doing in our body. So we have to look at... At, uh, what is cortisol doing? Um, cortisol effects in the body are more of a stimulating um, type of hormone. It's going to cause more of a sympathetic dominance. So if a person can imagine if whether they're sitting in their car right now or they're sitting in their room, uh, imagine that you couldn't get out of that room and we lit that room on fire. 
right? All of a sudden, what happens to the person's BP? Well, it's going to skyrocket. Their person's cholesterol is going to skyrocket. Their blood sugar is going to skyrocket. Their heart rate is going to skyrocket. The amount of inflammation within that person's body is going to skyrocket. That is what cortisol does in the body. It literally leaves that person's body in a fight or flight response. Now, it's good short term to have cortisol and that fight or flight response when we're getting chased by a bear, right? Right. We need to get away. Or we need to be able to fight. Fire, yeah. yeah, or to get out of the fire to save cortisol your life. Cortisol is the stress yeah. hormone. You, uh, you relate those to each other. <clears throat> cortisol and stress go hand in hand. But like Dr. Jerry was just talking about, that stress is a good thing in short-term situations. So go go ahead with your story, Dr. Jed. I just wanted to interject. There well, I'm just, you know, and going on with that about talking about the fight or flight response, whether it's getting out of emergency situation or just getting away from a bear or something. Well, we have a lot of quote unquote bears or fires in our lives, right? I mean, we talk about, you know, I remember living in the cities and there's traffic jams, right? And you're sitting in traffic and it just raises your blood pressure, right? You can just yeah. feel it naturally going up. Um, you talk about, uh, you know, stress and deadlines, um, relationships again, all that emotional stress. Well, that raises our cortisol levels. And now we have people staying in fight or flight for long, long periods of time, leading to high, high dominance in our, in our cortisol levels, which are ultimately causing people's heart disease, High blood pressure, the cholesterol problems, and on and on and on, the, the, the symptoms and the, the disease just continues to build, all because of this one particular hormone in our body. And cortisol also has a drastic effect. You mentioned it on our insulin levels. Now, when you start to develop insulin resistance in your body, this is the first step of a slippery slope to diabetes. Uh, because when you start to have a metabolic insufficiency because your, your insulin receptors on all your cells start to get burnt out because of too much cortisol. When you're constantly in that fight or flight mode, like he was talking about, and that cortisol levels are constantly being secreted from your adrenal gland, you're going to have adrenal fatigue and you're going to have metabolic uh, discrepancies with that insulin burnout. Now, insulin is necessary for every single one of your cells to function properly. What happens is insulin and blood sugar is out... Sorry, insulin is in your blood. It travels throughout the body. When a, a receptor site, which is a hormone, gets triggered on the cell, it lets insulin into the cell so that it can actually do what it's supposed to do with the sugar levels in the body. When your insulin receptors get burnt out, no blood sugar gets into the cells and it just stays in the blood. And that's what leads to diabetes. But it also leads to weight gain and it re leads to weight loss resistance. And so, so many people are out there right now who are trying to eat well, who are trying to exercise, who are trying to lose weight, and they just can't. And their body is not doing what they think it should be doing. Uh, they're not losing weight in certain areas. They don't have the energy they think they should. And it's all because of too much cortisol and insulin resistance in the body. So what do we need to do in order to change that out? Number one is we need to work on our stress levels, okay? Stress is completely unavoidable in our culture today, but we have to work on our self-care to make sure that we are doing things in order to calm ourselves down, meditate, pray, take time for yourselves, go and do a sauna and sit quiet for 30 minutes and just do nothing, have nobody uh, contact you, have nobody needing you, try to get out of that constant heightened state of what do I need to do next, what do I need to do next, what do I need to do next, and just calm yourself down. Then we need to focus on the insulin receptors by drastically removing all sugar from your diet. And it's not just reducing it and saying like, oh, I'm only going to have one sweet after dinner instead of the normal three that I have. You have to completely eliminate sugar from your body for a minimum of two weeks, if not a couple months, depending on how drastic your insulin resistance is. But you can reverse this in your body and you can balance your hormones out no matter what state you're in. 
a lot of our culture sits in that state. I think they're they're wired and tired. We call it in our office. You know that we're we're drinking a pot of coffee a day mm-hmm. because we're so fear, um, so so tired. Uh, but yet we're wired to a point where you know we just can't grasp like what's going on. We just need more of that caffeine, more of that caffeine, more of that caffeine. Yeah, we and see it just, a lot in our office where people are just so tired during the day. They don't have the energy. They're drinking the pot of coffee, but then they go to lay down at night and they can't fall asleep. And they're staring at the ceiling, thinking about all the things that is going on that day, thinking about all the deadlines they have to do, and they can't sleep, but yet they're tired all the time. And that's a clear sign that they're having that abundance of cortisol or possibly even what we call adrenal burnout, um, where we have to look at more of the adrenal gland, help rebuild that process in that person's body and ultimately get that, get that stronger. Um, you know, as we go through this cascade, uh, you know, the next thing that people think that, that start to have a problem with is typically their thyroid. And this is where we start to see an abundance of thyroid issues. So first of all, maybe it's an estrogen or a testosterone problem. It leads to more anxiety, more cortisol level release. And then that kind of gets out of whack. And now all of a sudden, now we're starting to have thyroid issues. And any of these can happen. It doesn't have to necessarily be that one, two, three step. It can happen in any combination, but usually cortisol, testosterone, estrogen usually happy be- happen before somebody's thyroid. That's typically what we typically see in the office. And ultimately with thyroid, again, we talked about um, the fatigue issues. We talked about uh, increase in, uh, in weight. We talked about, well, one of the other things that we need to talk about too is uh, increase in sensitivity to like cold. Uh, a lot of times people will have more sensitivity to cold. Um, you know, they get a puffy face, thinning of the hair, uh, brittle nails. Those are all uh, things that can happen with, with thyroid uh, type problems and thyroid um, uh, type issues. Uh, impaired memory is another good one. And then ultimately, what do we do about it while well, we're taking these these medications? With any of these, these, uh, these conditions that we're talking about with hormones, the number one thing, especially with cortisol, if we can just rewind for a second, is talking about cortisol, we talked about fight or flight. We talked about high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high um, blood sugar. All of those are treated in our medical model by medications. You know, we don't necessarily look at the underlying stress in that person or what's causing the cortisol to go up in, in, the, in the first place. We just look at the symptom. We want to get rid of the symptom. Well, unfortunately, if we don't get rid of, quote unquote, the fire or the bear that's causing a lot of the issues, we're going to have more and more of that disease build in that person. So not saying that you should get off your medication or whatever it may be, but look and ask yourself, why is my body doing what it's doing, right? Your body always does the right thing at the right time. You just got to figure out why is it doing the thing that you don't want it to do. And ultimately it probably comes down to those three stressors that we just talked about and lifestyle. You know, if we can change your lifestyle a little bit, well, great. Now we get you on a new path and we create the hormones and responses that we want in your body. So we get back to, to thyroid and a lot of the things with thyroid, we, we see, um, you know, some more drugs and a lot of the drugs that are giving out right now, levothyroxine, synth, synthroid, that's a T4 style of drug that's being given into, into our patients. Well, typically like hypothyroidism and those, it's a, it's a T3 issue. And so when we give T4, it has to be converted to T3 in order to be used in the body. And a lot of times what happens is that person with hypothyroidism, their body can't convert T4 to T3. And that happens in the liver. So the first and ultimate first place that you need to start is with the liver. You cleanse the liver, get the liver stronger so that you can take in the proper levels of the medication or whatever it is short term. And then ultimately continue to work off those medications if possible as well, as your body gets better and better at converting T4 to T3. And we start to normalize those, those thyroid hormones in the body quite a bit. Another one that we see um, is, is progesterone, progesterone cream. 
and this is what's crazy to me is because people don't necessarily know where these these chemicals come from or these these drugs come from. Well, one of the main ones and main creams that are out there is called Primarin, and it's uh, it actually comes from pregnant horse urine. Is the <laughs> is the underlying kind of uh, one of the places that this this uh, this Primarin cream comes from is it's it's pregnant horse uh, urine is where 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 one of the one of the ingredients is. So it's it's kind of funny when you start thinking about we're taking hormones from other animals and we're putting it into our bodies and not really looking at where are the imbalances in our body that's causing this in the first place. So. Not saying that you should get off your medication again, but again, let's just be aware of what's happening inside the body and ultimately start taking the steps necessary to get your body to give you the response that you want to see in your life. Yeah, a lot of these issues can really be changed in your lifestyle when you focus on the five essentials. We really focus so much on what we call the five essentials in our office, which essential number one is maximizing your mind, helping to decrease your stress, understanding how your body works, taking time to really focus on your mental self-care. Two is making sure that your nervous system is properly aligned because like Dr. Jared talked about at the beginning, it's called the neuroendocrine system. All of these hormones are controlled by your nervous system. And if your brain can't communicate to certain glands and certain areas of your body, your hormones and the secretion of your hormones is going to be off. So making sure that your nervous system is functioning properly through proper spinal care Mm -hmm. and proper chiropractic adjustments. Making sure that your nutrition is correct. Making sure that you're not eating a lot of processed foods. Making sure that you are eating a lot of organic foods that are not being sprayed with a lot of these dangerous chemicals. And even then making sure you're cooking your food properly and not burning it, not overcooking it, not cooking it in things that can leach more toxins into it. Exercise is a huge part of balancing your hormones out too, especially when we're talking about insulin, cortisol, testosterone. Exercise will balance those hormones out faster than any medication. Mm-hmm. Okay, So making sure that you're getting quality exercise in. And you don't have to go for a five-hour run every single day to get the proper exercise. Actually, what we're finding is people who run a long distance and marathon runners have really high cortisol levels. And so making sure that you're working out in short bursts and not working out for long periods of time and not overstressing your body, you can find proper workouts to balance these hormones if you're doing it in short bursts of energy. And then lastly, we want to talk about is toxins. And this is a major area that a lot of people miss in their lives, especially people who are trying to eat well and trying to exercise. They don't realize that a lot of these things that are toxic to their body are causing more of these hormone problems and making it impossible for them to lose weight. And so really focusing on the ingredients of everything you're putting into your body and putting on your body. When you go look in your personal care products or in your uh, cabinet, whether it's your toothpaste, your deodorants, your lotions, your makeups, if you look at the ingredient list and there's something in there that you wouldn't ingest, Mm -hmm. do not put it on your skin because it is going to get absorbed in your skin and it's going to enter your bloodstream whether you ingest it or whether you put it on your skin. So making sure that you are using good, natural, healthy products can drastically reduce the amount of toxins you're exposed to and help your body balance out hormones a lot faster. And before you begin any process, before you start reversing your you know, or trying to turn around your hormones, just remember to give yourself grace, right? Like Dr. Evan was talking about with those five essentials. Well, they all take time. Any process in your life, anything that's going to happen that's good in your life is going to take time. Whether it's cultivating a garden or stopping a freight t- train, it ultimately takes time, right? And so you have to, first of all, realize that you have to, one, engage that you want to change. And then two, give yourself the ample time and realize that this is probably going to take some time to start reversing and start, um, start changing. Ultimately, like Dr. Evan was talking about, use the five 
five essentials in your life and all our podcasts we've talked about five essentials use them to replace and recover so we want to replace something with a, a better option and then ultimately it helps your body recover so replace and recover replace and recover and then, like Dr. Emma was talking about, one of the major players that we've, I think we've talked about almost on every show is sugar, right? And, and talking about how do we eliminate sugar to help balance those hormones inside of us the best we possibly can. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that I'd like to add to what Dr. Evan was talking about with nutrition is water, right? We Sometimes we neglect water so much yeah, uh, as far as like you know, getting that into our bodies. Water acts like a buffer. It literally buffers different chemicals in your body. So if we're taking in, uh, if we can't have all organic food or we, we're taking in medications or, you know, we're getting vaccines or whatever it may be, well, those chemical toxins need to be buffered some way, somehow in our body so that it's not overload 24-7 on our liver and some of our detox type organs in our body. So making sure we're having enough water, that is going to be substantially supportive to your nervous system function and ultimately continue to balance out the hormones that you want to have balanced uh, in your in your life. And so those are kind of the some of the major things that, you know, I'm glad that, you know, you talked about and that you brought up as far as, you know, exercise, you know, the nutrition, the toxicity, those are all very important aspects of it. And a lot of times one of the major things that people neglect is our um is our is our chiropractic care. Right. And so when you when you think about a lot of the stress hormones in our body, specifically up and around your brainstem area, it runs your fight or flight in your body, your sympathetic nervous system, your nerves that come out of the mid part of your throat while well, they run your thyroid gland, um, the base of your skull. Well, that's going to give feedback loops into the pituitary gland in that area of the body in the frontal lobe and the frontal cortex. And so as you get adjusted, these different areas within the body are starting to balance out and actually get the proper nerve supply and nervous system function that they need. Uh, some of the protocols, I mean, we could talk about some protocols. I mean, you've already kind of gone through some of them. So you talked about, um, you know, uh, estrogen dominance, right? So if we, if we, right in the beginning of the, of the podcast, we talked about some of the symptoms of estrogen dominance. Well, again, some of the protocols on how do you re, 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 kind of reverse, I guess, estrogen dominance would be the advanced plan. So you want to talk about the advanced plan just a little bit, just go through the advanced plan a little bit and uh, and talk about well, how do we help people go from one stage to the next? Don't necessarily have to go through, I guess, everything with them because there are, there's a book out there that we can get people as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. If you're really interested in learning a lot about nutrition and what our healing advanced plan is, we call it the healing diet because anybody who has anything they need to heal from, whether it is losing weight, whether it's healing from cancer, whether it's healing from diabetes, whether it's healing from some sort of autoimmune disease or a hormone imbalance, we always stress, get on the healing diet. It's our, what we call the advanced plan. And there's three basic things that need to happen. One, you need to eliminate sugar. We talked about sugar a lot. Sugar is the root of all evil and it's the root of all inflammation in the body. So eliminate sugar 100%. You also have to eliminate grains. Grains turn to sugar very rapidly in the body. So we're getting a lot of the bread, getting a lot of the pastas, getting a lot of the uh, grains out of our body because those turn to think, uh, sugar very rapidly. There's something called the glycemic index, which we really need to follow when it comes to reducing inflammation in the body. And the glycemic index is how fast, as soon as something touches your tongue, how fast does your body and your saliva and your digestive system break it down into sugar? Because every single cell in your body uses ATP, which is a source of glucose and sugar, for energy. But if there's too much of it, that's when we really start to see inflammatory processes. So things that are very low in the glycemic index are things that turn to sugar and turn to ATP very slowly. So we want to focus more on foods that are uh, very low on the glycemic index. Things that are very high on the glycemic index are things that as soon as it touches your, your tongue, basically it's turning to sugar and your body is using it for uh, sugar very, very quickly. 
Um, so we talked about reducing sugar. We talked about removing grains. We have to really improve and increase your good fats in your body. Your body, and especially hormones in your body, need good, healthy fats. So we need to get a lot of the trans fats and fats that have been hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated or processed out because they cause an inflammatory response in the body. But we need more good fats, things like raw nuts, avocados, uh, extra virgin organic olive oil, coconut oil. These type of things are good, healthy fats that help to cushion your body, help to balance hormones, and help your body actually heal from a lot of the damage of the inflammatory process. Um, and then what am I missing? Uh, the xenogens that you talked about. So the phytoestrogens and the xenogens that we talked about. And people can just literally Google a list mm -hmm. online because there's so many products out there that literally will um, kind of convert to estrogen in our body. So you have phytoestrogens and xenogens. Uh, and then ultimately adding onto that too, the vitamin D and probiotics to help balance out the gut and the gut flora to really help with um, calming down some of the hormones and, and helping balance out some of those hormones as well. And those are, those are kind of the, that's kind of the blanket effect for estrogen dominance. Correct. I would, I would agree. Um, getting into testosterone a little bit, let's talk about like whether we want, we have low testosterone, high, how do we continue to balance out testosterone in the body? Well, again, the advanced plan is definitely where you want to start with that. Then we want to focus on your exercise. Uh, when we f talk about exercise, it's not just going for a walk. Yes, going for a walk for 30 minutes is great, but it really doesn't trigger trigger hormone response in your body. What does trigger hormone response in your body is doing what's called high intensity, low duration exercise. We call it max T3 in the office. What we focus on is working out at a high intensity, like 90 to 100% of your max effort for a short amount of time. So pick like six exercises that you like to do. You don't even need a lot of uh, weights. You don't need a lot of equipment. You can do this all body weight type stuff. Like let's just say you're doing push-ups, you're doing running in place, you're doing jumping jacks, you're doing burpees, you're doing squats. What, what You can pick whatever exercise you want to do for different muscle groups in your body. But when you do them, take 20 seconds, and do that exercise as hard and as fast as you possibly can. What that's going to do is that's going to increase your heart rate to a high level. But then after that 20 seconds, you rest for the exact same amount of time. So you rest for 20 seconds. You let your heart rate come back down. Mm -hmm. You do three sets of each of those exercises for 20 seconds on, 20 seconds off. And it equates to be about 12 minutes of actually exercising. And you're only actually moving for six of it. And then you're resting for the other six. But when you can do this and you can get your heart rate to spike up and then let it come back down, get your heart rate to spike up and let it come back down. It has a, an amazing metabolic effect in your body where it actually will help produce more testosterone. It will help produce produce more growth hormone to help you build better muscle, to help testosterone levels balance out, and to decrease cortisol as well. You uh, focus on the optimal omegas, so uh, definitely want to supplement your body with omegas. Omegas are found in things like fish oils, krill oils, uh, and good fats as well. And then you want to make sure you're getting good sleep at night. This is a huge one for testosterone. You have to get at least eight hours of sleep every single night. I think that, uh, you know, a lot of times we, we neglect, we always think that we have to go to the, you know, with testosterone, we're men, right? We have to think, we think we have to go to the, to the gym, like an hour or two a day, right? In right. order to get a good workout in. And I, I love the, that we're giving people uh, more time in their life, right? By cutting off literally 45 minutes to an hour of their workout. And I think that's huge because we're all pressed on time. We're all such in a hurry. Whereas if you continue to do these high intensity, low um, kind of force exercises, you're going to realize how much time that you gain in your life, which is which is super important. Uh, the next protocol I think we got to talk about is obviously the thyroid protocol. And this is obviously one of the major ones that's out there. And so this is where I think all of the hormone balancing 
we need to talk about the importance of of uh, the nervous system too, and the and the and the how the the spine and the brain and the nerves really control our organs our glands, and ultimately how they all communicate together. And this is one of the most important ones that we see in order to balance is the thyroid protocol. Yeah. You know, it's so crazy when you look at our culture today and you go for a walk like outside anywhere, even go to the mall or go anywhere, people are so distant from each other. So obviously with COVID around, people don't want to be close to people they don't know, but then that means they're not connecting with people around them. And so what are people doing? They got their head down in their phones. You walk around anywhere and you'll see tons of people that are looking straight down their head forward, looking flat down at their phones. That posture creates what's called a reverse curve in your body. That reverse curve has actually become a new medical diagnosis, which is kind of crazy. They call it text neck. And what (laughs) it's kind of funny, but it's so true. It's a legit medical diagnosis. But what that does when you reverse that curve in your neck, it puts damaging pressure on the nerves right in the mid part of your throat. Those are the nerves that go directly to the thyroid. Dr. Jared talked about this or mentioned it briefly a little bit ago. But those nerves which are controlling your thyroid can have an effect on what kind of uh, what secretions your thyroid will produce. And if the nerve's going to it, your brain can't communicate to to your thyroid, it's gonna cause major problems with your thyroid levels. And so making sure you have the correct cervical curve is the first step in order to correcting thyroid. What are some of the symptoms that somebody would have if they have a reverse curve or a kyphosis? You know, it's crazy. A lot of people will have tension in the back of their neck. They'll have tension coming down their neck into their shoulders, uh, tension headaches, but a lot of times, especially in young people, they have no symptoms whatsoever. You really don't know how many people have reverse curves in their body developing because they don't have a lot of pain. The only way to look at it is to have an x-ray taken of your spine to see what is the condition of the curve in your neck. And by the time symptoms are starting to develop, it's almost too late. We've seen you're, there's already damage to the nervous system in there. Right. I was going to ask, is it... Uh, is it- more prominent in teenagers now since they're all glued to their phones a little bit more. And you said they're not really going to notice it till later on in life. Absolutely. And that's one of the big things that that you, that you see with any type of what we call subluxation or, or the, when the bones are out of alignment and the spine's out of alignment in our body. Uh, you, you, sometimes you don't even notice the, the symptoms. Your body is so good at adapting and getting rid of your pain and, and getting your body to acclimate into a new position so you're not dealing with the stress or the, you know, the kind of the quote unquote pain that people typically will, will experience. And so you might have pain one day, then you don't have pain. And then all of a sudden the pain comes back and it's there a little bit longer the next time or it's more severe. It's, so that's typically what you'll start to see happen with kids is that pain, pain will kind of come and go, but then all of a sudden the, the duration of it starts to change, meaning it gets longer, or the severity of it starts to change, meaning that it's getting worse and worse. One of the major things and one of the major studies that you can read with children is that children that are having pain now are set up to have more severe pain as adults. And so if you're a parent out there and your kids are having pain, well, make sure you're getting that checked. Don't just shove it by the wayside like, oh, it's a growing pain or, oh, it's a, you know, an athletic pain pain or whatever it is. Pain is pain. And there might might be something more severe going on with that child's spine that's setting them up for more severe and more problems, uh, more severe issues and more problems later in life. So getting back to the thyroid protocol, um, D3 and probiotics are huge with balancing out the thyroid, Mm -hmm. uh, making sure again, the advanced plan and especially no gluten. So getting grains out of 
the diet completely with uh, balancing out the hormone or balancing out the thyroid is a big part. D3, vitamin D3, everyone calls it a vitamin. It is actually a hormone. It works like a hormone in your body. So it's not only is it a vitamin, but it is a hormone. So it's a uh, critical part of balancing your hormones, especially when it comes to the thyroid. Uh, optimal omega as well, improving the fats in your diet. So like I said with a lot of these other ones, coconut oil, olive oil, avocados, raw nuts, things that you can use uh, to help get no more saturated, good, healthy fats in the body. And then detoxing your body. Um, Dr. The, J- the, the liver in particular, detoxing the liver. Your liver is your largest detox organ in your body. But with the amount of toxins we're exposed to on a daily basis in our culture, our liver just can't keep up most of the time when people are starting to have issues like this. So helping your body detox through your liver and giving your body liver support is huge when it comes to balancing thyroid levels. Yeah, I think that's one of the major things that we see in in thyroid problems is the conversion of that T4 to T3 and and getting the liver under control so that your body can actually do what it's designed to do. Um, When we start having the fatigue issues, fatigue can come from many different things like we talked about. And one of the major ones that we talked about today was adrenal fatigue and, and where our cortisol levels are just out through the roof and we're producing cortisol, 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 cortisol. Again, one of the best best ways to actually regulate this is by getting adjusted. And there's specific nerves that come out of our mid to lower back that go directly into our adrenal glands. We adjust on the on the upper cervical spine to affect what's called the vagus nerve or the fight or flight response in that person. And so there's different areas of the body that correspond um, to, your, to your organs and to your muscles. Uh, in order to get rid of cortisol levels or to balance cortisol, caffeine is a huge player here because this is typically what we're putting into our bodies to stimulate it. Well, it does the, ultimately the reverse effect on us as well. Um, so this is where Dr. Evan was talking about earlier about taking 45 to even that 90 days of no caffeine. Mm-hmm. completely getting rid of the caffeine. Just go on a complete detox <laughs> of caffeine. And this would be hard for a lot of people to do because we're so used to our coffee. Well, switch your coffee to a tea, a non-caffeinated tea. If you need something in your hands, it's like a social thing or like you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're just grounded and having something in your hand all the time, just pick a different drink. Pick a lateral drink, uh, something that doesn't have a lot of that caffeine in it, but you're still getting that social interaction that you're wanting. Uh, a big player here um, is the advanced plan, no sugar. So getting rid of the sugar, another stimulant. Um, and then ultimately continue to put in things that are going to create adrenal energy. There's a product in our office that we have. It's called Adrenal Energy. It literally starts to build the adrenal glands again and helps replenish them, has some different herbs and some different things in it that help really rep- replace those people's uh, those adrenal glands. And ultimately, how do we continue to reduce stress, mm-hmm. right? Stress is all around us. It's not going to go away. So ultimately, how do we start to reduce the stress in our lives so that our bodies can come out of that fight or flight and decrease our cortisol levels naturally as well? So let's talk about steps we can take to reduce stress because this can be a big part in everybody's life. Uh, We have to really stop placing our identity in the results we're getting in our life. You know, our identity is in Christ. Our identity is in our creator. uh, But if we always focus on our, our, our life is only determined by what we're able to do or what we're, results we're able to get or what we're able to accomplish, we're never going to get out of that stress situations. And so, you know, so much of our culture is based upon deadlines and busy. And what are we going to do next? Busyness, busyness, busyness all the time. If you ask somebody, like, how, how have you been? If they don't say busy, you almost look at them like, Well, what have you been doing? Uh We got to get away from that because that type of mentality is constantly going to keep us in that flight or fight flight or fight state. 
I think that uh, also with what you're talking about too with uh, results is sometimes we compare ourselves to others so much on social media. We, 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 uh, you look at Facebook, for example, right? Or somebody's Instagram reel or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. People always put, put their highlight reel on there. We like to call it the highlight reel in our office. <laughs> and so people never, hardly ever, right? I, I won't say never because never's, you know, concrete guaranteed. I would say majority of time people are putting their highlights of their life, right? This is, this is what we did on this or this is what we did here, but they never show the back end stuff of how crazy their life is, how crazy their kids are, how much of a mess their house is or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And so we have to stop comparing ourselves to others as well and just be grateful for what you have and where you're at and with the results that you have in your, in your life that you're, that you're currently doing. And that's, that's ultimately one of the biggest things I think is just getting off social media for a while to get rid of some of that stress in our lives. Oh, it's huge. Another thing we've got to talk to a lot of people about is time. We hear this excuse all the time in our offices. Oh, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. We all have the same amount of time in the day. Mm-hmm. We all have 24 hours in a day. It really goes back to what are your priorities, okay? Mm-hmm. You got to focus back on what your priorities are because you can create time for things that are priority in your life. We always create time for that. And if you look at how much time, when people say, oh, I don't have time for that, well, how much time are you spending on your phone a day? Right. Your phone can track that for you. You go into your settings, you look <laughs> up how many hours of have you been looking at your phone? There's a lot of hours there for a lot of people. How much TV are you watching? How much are you reading? How much are you just basically wasting time throughout your day. If you can schedule things out, uh, making a war plan throughout your day and making sure that you are putting things in your schedule that are priority for you, schedule your meditation and your prayer time. Schedule time where you are doing absolutely nothing. Schedule time for your kids. Schedule time for date night. Schedule time for to that you're going to focus on getting work done and being productive. So many people throughout their day, whether they're working eight hours a day, usually they're only productive for 45 minutes to an hour of that entire day. And the rest of the day, they're not that focused on what they should be doing. They're focused on other things. So if you can really get scheduled in the things you want to get done, the, your solid yellow lines of things that have to get done, and then schedule in your time for yourself, as well, it really reduces a lot of your stress in your life. Okay, what do I need to be doing next? What do I need to be doing next? When you can just look at your schedule and go, okay, here's what I should be doing right now. Oh, I have 30 minutes to just rest and pray and read or do something that you enjoy to bring your stress down throughout the day. It makes a huge impact on your entire week. Yeah, control your time or it'll control you. I mean, that's basically what it comes down to is where you're choosing. Are you allowing your time to control you or are you uh, controlling your time? Um, one of the last things that we need to talk about in this in this kind of creating peace in our life is ultimately how do we walk around and enjoy and love more, right? In today's world, we see so much hate. We see so much division, whether it comes down to just wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, walking into an office doing this or you getting this vaccine or not getting this vaccine or, you know, wearing these clothes or not these clothes or, you mm-hmm. know, white versus black, BLM versus whatever. We're seeing all all this division and all this hate currently in in our world. And it's literally not only dividing, but it's creating more anxiety and more hate. You know, if you just walk around feeling kind of almost like disgusted at somebody or hateful towards someone, that naturally is going to raise your cortisol levels. And you can just feel the anxiety start to build inside of you just by walking around mad at somebody, right? Mm -hmm. Versus being around somebody that's positive, somebody that's got a lot of peace in their life. It's almost like a calming effect to be around those people. And it starts to just bring more hope and more faith and more or uh, just kind of uh, a decrease in stress to your life by being around those sort of, so make sure you're choosing, right? The way that you're thinking, you can choose your thoughts. Right. And if you, and if you don't think you can, trust me, you can, right? And, and so if you're, if you're find yourself being resentful towards somebody you're hating, just 
check yourself for just one second. Why am I feeling this way? And how can I literally create more joy or more love in this? How can I forgive that person or forgive the situation and move on from it? If I need to talk about it and settle it, great, let's do that. But let's move on to it. If you live in the past and live all these things, you'll never have a good future. You just, you won't. And so stop living in the past, create good good habits. If you need to heal from it, let's let's do that. But ultimately, let's continue to look forward to the present and ultimately the future and, and better days ahead. And we need to focus on gratitude as well, just along the lines of what Dr. Jared was talking about. Yeah, when you're looking at somebody and you think, oh, my life would be so much better if I just had what they had, Mm -hmm. you're never going to get out of that stressful state. Focus on gratitude, things that you are happy for, things that you do have. Uh, You know, I, I was talking to a guy just this last week who used to live in a mansion in New York, but he had no time for his kids, no time for anything, and he moved out to the country in Minnesota, and now his kids are with him. He's making a whole lot less money and has not nearly as what he had in the past in his mansion in New York, but he's so much happier because he's focusing on what he does have and making sure that he is focusing on his priorities in life. The last thing I think that we need to talk about and just kind of remind everybody is just the five essentials that we just did and remembering that your healthy habits are going to create the healthy hormones or the healthy responses in your life. We all have choices that we can make every day. Those choices can be either a negative or they can be a positive. Um, If you want them to help your health, well, just ask yourself, and what, what is this donut going to do for me today? Or what is this cigarette going to do for me today? Mm-hmm. Is it going to create more disease or more health? What is my mind doing today? Is it creating more hate and, and anxiousness? Or is it creating more love and more joy? Again, these choices and these habits that we're starting to create will literally create a better path in that person's life. And so just be, let's be more mindful of those things and ultimately start taking those lateral shifts, start incorporating these five essentials into your life. And I think that people are truly going to have better days uh, into the future and better days better days ahead and especially if they're not having a victim mentality if you know your lifestyle has created a certain state in your health that you're not happy with uh it's nobody else's fault but your own not to sound harsh there but here's the cool thing about that if you lifestyled your way into a situation you can lifestyle your way out and so just like dr jared was talking about it's your lifestyle decisions every single day that are going to drastically affect and decide what route your the rest of your life is going to take and so we're here to encourage you we're here to love on you if you have any questions make sure you reach out to our office at 320-762-2055 our office is called achieve wellness you can find us on facebook at achieve wellness or at our website at achievemywellness.com